This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. What up? This is Myron, and you are listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast, the alternative underground back alley, underbelly, on the other side of the tracks, down on the docks, speakeasy dive bar style podcast of and about and surrounding your beloved Seattle Mariners right here on Odyssey Sports or wherever else you're getting that podcast action from, whether it's the Odyssey app, uh spotify maybe it's apple pods if you're on apple pods you know what maybe say hello by giving us a review maybe one of those five star ratings because you know what we love more than five tool baseball players on this podcast you got it that's right five star reviews those really really help us out and if you're checking us out on youtube uh we're gonna keep putting stuff on up on here until we know when we're moving over to the Odyssey Sports app for this uh, particular uh, podcast, but thank you for the people that have went over and checked us out on YouTube. And again, really, uh, you know, liking or subscribing or following that to get the alerts. Uh, that really helps us out as well. Also, if you like the gear, maybe you're like, eh, the podcast is whatever, but you like the Rye Bread Mustard podcast gear. You know what? You can get that at at simply.cora that's at simply.cora on instagram we're on instagram we're on facebook we're on twitter and again like i said we're on youtube and pretty much anywhere you get a podcast anyways that's about us today we are talking about what the mariners just did here in game three the final game of the homestand with the texas rangers which closed up the entire homestand they had houston they had texas real short one they're in here for six and they're back Going back east. Anyways, we're going to talk about that. We're going to break it on down. And of course, uh, this is the time of the show where I reveal who's here. Guess who's back? You guessed it. It's Hanno and Edmonds. Look at that smile if you're watching on here. He's reading the cue cards. It says the smile right here. <laughs> what's going on, Hanno? What's what's the word up in Edmonds? Yeah, uh, doing well. Thanks for having me on again. Um... Another one-run loss for the Mariners today. Tough one. Yeah, they lost two one-run games in this series. They also had the five-to-nothing win. Um, you know, overall, uh, what three and three on the homestand. I know it leaves you a sour taste in your mouth, especially the way that that pitching pitched. But like, I'm not going to overreact about a 500 homestand right now when the Mariners just aren't playing uh you know both sides of the ball the offense and the defense at, at a peak level right now that the, they've just had a hard time of really getting hot especially on the offensive end and we we saw it here um against texas where we had uh a chance to win every single one of these games provided by the pitching staff we only got one of them tough pill to swallow oh talk to me about this 
Yeah, it was really nice to see how well the Mariners did indeed pitch. I mean, Texas has been uh, quite good at scoring runs this year, averaging six runs a game. Um, they only scored a total of six runs in three games. So that's an average, you know, that the Mariners brought down their average from six to two runs a game. So you got to be pretty happy with that with the uh, Mariner pitching staff. Um, there's not much more you can ask for other than, you know, some timely base hits to help you win those games. But really nice pitching by the Mariners pitching staff this series. I mean, even going back to game one, you know, that I think if I had to pick one of the games, obviously in the series, maybe out of this entire homestand, like, oh, just really disappointed me. It's the game on Monday that Logan went out there, you know, and spinned us a gem, taking a, a perfect game, you know, into the seventh inning. Yeah, I know it's only two times through the lineup, but that's hard to do in the major leagues. You know, he goes out there, he get, he gives up two runs that inning. And, you know, at that point in the game, the Mariners, what, how many, how many hits did they have? They had Ty, Ty France's home run. And, I mean, in that entire game, you know, the Mariners got, let's see, one, two, four hits. And two of those were by Caballero. And one was the Ty France home run and one was a Tay Oscar Hernandez, you know, like soft blooper over the uh, second baseman's head. I mean, that was, that was a, that was a terrible performance by the Mariners bats. They had 13 strikeouts in that game, but let's also got to give credit where credit's due. The Texas pitching staff was pretty dang good. This, uh, homestand and with their offense that's able to score runs and get timely hittings it looks like they have enough pitching to really sustain what's going on yeah as long as they stay healthy you know we've talked about DeGrom being out and on the uh, DL um, hopefully he's not out too long but I'm still a little concerned with the Texas bullpen we saw a little bit of that in game three um, where the M's you know crawled back into it when uh, it looked like they were out of it but uh, yeah you got to give it to the Mariners pitchers, uh, Kirby, um, Logan, like you mentioned, and even Castillo didn't have his best stuff, but I mean, he went five innings and struck out nine. That's pretty good. Not having your best stuff. And, uh, you know, a couple bleeders through and a couple good hits and, you know, the home run by Simeon and, you know, that's three runs. And if you're not scoring that much, it's going to be hard to be hard to uh, compete in that game. Yeah. I mean, game two was a perfect game you know, as far as what you'd want to see, you got the five runs. Yeah. The six hits aren't, aren't as, you know, as many as, as hits as you want, but look, you only had nine strikeouts in that game. I know that's, a, you know, four, only four less than the game prior, but still <laughs> this is with only, you know, 24 outs. So the, the swing and miss ratio wasn't so bad in this game. Yeah. You did have um, Julio, you know, getting the hat trick with three strikeouts in this game, but this is prior to when there's a change, which we'll talk about if you missed the last, uh, if you missed the third game. Like the offense in this game is Murphy. Somebody's not in the lineup every day. Happy to see it. Haggerty gets the other hit. That's half your hits right there. Tom Murphy and Haggerty. You know, and of course Ty France. I know if you're listening to this, you're like, hey, now hold on a second, Ty France. He's a, he's he's turning it around. His batting average is back up to 270. We've seen him go yard. We've seen him knock in runs. He's on an eight game winning streak, but eight game hitting streak, I should say. But the rest of his offense just isn't going. And you 
and today was really the not being able to put the timely hitting in or game three was really about not being able to get the timely hits, but also they had 11 strikeouts. So that, so they had 13 strikeouts and they had nine strikeouts and they had 11 strikeouts, meaning they struck out 33 times in this series. Uh, it's a lot. What are you seeing out of the offense here? That's, well, in game three, like you, on game three, like you mentioned, um, it was also quite interesting to see how the M's did shake up their lineup, uh, moving JP into the leadoff spot. He did, you know, quite well that game. Uh, Kalnick came through a nice hustle triple there to get him mm-hmm. within one. Um, Julio and Teoscar are just kind of struggling right now. You know, it's it sounds good when you have them hitting six and seven in the lineup. I mean, it makes you think, oh, this lineup's pretty deep, but. They're just, you know, not seeing the ball that well right now or what have you. So um, just need to get everybody going again a little bit more together instead of kind of the Kelnick and JP, you know, kind of carrying them throughout this homestand. Anti-France, like you mentioned. You know, after finishing this series, you have three players in the top 10 in baseball with strikeouts. And I think you can figure out who it is. It's Suarez. It's... Julio and Teoscar Hernandez is one strikeout away from uh, I think Matt Olson has the most strikeouts and Teoscar is like one behind him. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're right. K. Uh, Oscar, who I'm a little bit unfamiliar with. I didn't know he's such a streaky player. Maybe it might just be this year, um, but he's been hot and cold, nothing in between. And he is nowhere near this um, strikeout range to start the season. So it's an incredible feat that he's on right now, but uh, hopefully, um, like I mentioned, uh, he's kind of hot and cold and in, in both of it, both of, both of those scenarios throughout the uh, beginning of the first 40 games this year. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. I mean, t- t- these multi multi strikeout games are, there's too many of them. Yeah, and I get pitching's good. Um, you know, as a fan, you just hope that they swing up, you know, actual strikes. And we've seen Julio chase a little bit, Teoscar chase, especially, uh, you know, as the pitcher nibbles away on that um, away slider and stuff. You know, it's kind of the bread and butter against those two so far. But, uh, yeah, pitching's hard. But, um, you know, I got, I got faith in the – both all those guys to get it going here soon. Now here's Lenny Randall. When the Mariners beat the Red Sox, hitting baseballs out of sight. Every kid who's 14 and under, we want to come, come to Jack and Well, it's good to hear from you. Uh, you know, the, the Mariners did strike out 33 times here in this uh, series against the Rangers, but the Rangers actually struck out more. You know, the All Rangers right. struck out 38 times in this series and only walked twice. So our pitching staff struck out 38 and only walked two, and you, you're walking out of a three-game series only picking up one win. I mean, that hurts. Yeah, it sure does. I mean... You felt good after that Houston series, 
Um, yeah, the Mariners could have easily won this series, but that's the way it goes. Um, you know, they're still really within closeness of uh, Texas. What are they, four and a half yeah. games behind them? Yeah, but and, you know, Texas, uh, you know, the Rangers, um, you know, it seems like they, of course, they're the team that jumps out in front here. But right now, they seem to have the best balance. They have just enough pitching to get them through that. They have a great guy coming in there at the end, Will Smith. I mean, I think he struck out five Mariners in a row of the six, five of the six that he faced in in this series. I mean, we didn't get in there after their bullpen much. Um, you know, and, and the other thing is you got to remember this offense that, that he, Texas has. They're doing this without Corey Seager. Good point. Right. Yeah. He's been, right now, uh, you know? Yeah. And so, I mean, their offense, you would assume is going to step it up. You know, we, on the other hand, like, who do we have from the outside to bring back? Dylan Moore? So it it is a problem that needs to be fixed with the guys that are there in the lineup. We've gone over and over and over and dwelled on what Jerry didn't get in the offseason. So we'll just spare you that for right now. Um you know, we're still only 38 games in. You're starting to see the bullpen, you know, return to form. It's different names, but the same results. Um, you know, Munoz looks like he's still not going to be back for a while. Um, it seems like there's the last report I heard today was there was some inflammation in there. So it doesn't seem like he's going to be back for another month or so. You've had uh, same thing. You've had the injuries with Sadler. Um, two, but look, look at the uh guys that we've brought up you know, the Spires, the Topas, uh, Juan 10. We talked about a little bit about this last uh last episode, but you know, th- there if there's one person in the bullpen that seems to like that's out there that seems a bit shaky, uh, it, right now is is brash, you know, it's either you, you get the best of brash or or you get the just off a bit brash that seems to be devastating. Yeah. And by devastating, you mean gets you in trouble in games, gets runners on, gets runners in scoring position yeah. and gets runners scored. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think there at times he is. Uh, and I think there's a stat uh, you and I were talking about earlier today where uh, brash uh, is when the ball is hit in play, the opposition is hitting 531. But I know that sounds like, whoa, that's 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 high. That is high. That means half of the over half the time the ball's hitting in play. It's a hit. But he also has a strikeout, 44% strikeout. So when he does get that strikeout, that's when he obviously he's on, right? You know, when he does get those strikeouts. Uh, we have seen in two instances, I will give him the benefit of the doubt, but also going, hey. It is what it is. That's baseball. You had the play in that uh, Teoscar should have maybe had with two outs. Uh, I forgot what team that was, but we ended up losing extra inning game to them. Um, I think that was in Cleveland. And then you did have him getting screwed on that thir- that strike three of getting out of the inning. Now you got to go back and not give up the home run on the next pitch. But you take those two, two instances away from him right there, you're adding two victories where it wasn't his fault and you're taking five runs off, off of his ERA. Yeah, you're right. I mean, 
what do we have about 11 or 12 losses by one run or or so yeah we were um, four and 11 we were four and 11 and at this point last year you know how everybody's like well we were the one run kings we were we were six and five or five and six we were we were sitting around here and also the mariners are four games ahead of where they were at this point last year and you know how bad june was for us yeah so we're kind of right about the same and that's good to know about the one run victories i mean if we could have even won, you know, half more of those that we lost, you know, we're a handful of games over 500. So we're right in there. It's early still, you know, it's just Mariner baseball, chaos baseball. It's never, you know how it is. Yeah. Like, look, there's seven, there's seven and three in their last 10. If, you know, there's going to be some disappointing losses, some just, you know, boneheaded plays when in, but if you give me three or seven to 10 and six and four, if you can just keep putting those together out of every 10, you're going to be all right. And you won't need that 14 game winning streak. And I know people go, well, last year we had that 14 game winning streak. Well, we had to, because I think at one point we lost 10 out of 11, (laughs) you know? So we haven't, we haven't gotten that bad. I know that at one point we had a, what a four game losing streak, but then we just or three games losing streaks. And then we, you know, we've had the, the three and the four game winning streaks. So it, it's been inconsistent, but it hasn't been lopsided at least. Yeah. And I mean, with the way they played, you know, being sloppy or making so many poor base running decisions that we see night in and night out, it's just hard to start feeling good about them, but they are starting to play a little bit better. It seems like. Yeah. And, and really look, helps. Yeah, and you can ch- like if you had a checklist of like what do we expect out of the Mariners? We expected the great starting pitching, we're getting that. We're, we're getting a chance to win in almost every single game and we should win these other ones. Cuz you figure when you have got certain guys on the mound you're like we should win. The odds are in our favor to win and then we have a couple pitchers that you're like they're going to give you a chance to win. And you know, right now if you looked at the the pitching staff starting pitching you have marco's maybe is going to be marco he's going to give you a chance to win but that's as bad as it gets and it go gets up and it it jumps up a few notches to the next person because right now you got castillo you got the question mark the wild card guy bryce miller but it looks great so far we'll see how he does you know pitching in uh, i believe he's going to pitch in detroit where there'll be more fans on the road that he's ever seen. And then he's going to be pitching in Atlanta, I believe, which is a whole nother, whole nother setting. They, those fans show up and that's a good team, but the guy, the two I want to settle in here and I'm not saving them for last, just for segue purposes only is the pitching of Logan Gilbert and George Kirby, like on the checklist, as far as me checking off the pitching staff is just fine. Was really anchoring or depending on these two and they look like they're back they to me this looks like the guys that we saw at the end of last year and what also we saw at the end of uh 21 with gilbert i'm feeling really good about those guys yeah they're back to their old tricks pumping in strikes you know locating on the outside corners of the strike zone switching up pitches you know, keeping the guys off balance. And the main thing is just pumping strikes, especially Kirby. Um, that's what makes them so good and and very unhittable. 
because they have such a repertoire. So, yeah, it's exciting. And then with Bryce Miller coming along, you know, hopefully he continues to click along. Um, that'll be three years in a row with three new guys. Um, pretty exciting for this Mariner pitching staff and what they can develop if this if Bryce Miller pops like the other, like uh, Kirby and Logan have. Yeah. Uh, and I know I said it on the last show, It it and it softens the blow. It softens the blow of not having Robbie Ray. It softens it. It doesn't change it. It doesn't make it better. I'm saying it softens the blow of like going, hey, we don't have to go out and find another veteran to to come in here. It's not a top of the list thing. Maybe there's a guy again like uh, in Detroit, you know, like a like a Boyd or somebody like that. Sure, you bring somebody in there. Like, there's going to have to be somebody to come in here and eat some of the innings as the season goes along to keep these guys fresh. But as far as Logan and Kirby, I mean, first with, with Logan, I, we saw it Monday night, uh, six innings, perfect baseball, got a little bit unlucky, but he's, the pitch count's been down. Uh, the Texas Rangers are good at going out there and getting the pitch count up on pitches on pitchers on starting pitchers and you watch logan and you watch especially kirby just just dice through that you know picking up their six and seven uh you know innings of of work uh luis castillo didn't really work out that way for him you know he didn't pitch bad but uh you know it seemed like kirby and Logan right now are the are the two that have the that are we're really putting the team on their shoulders right now feels like yeah it was so unfortunate in that game one for Logan to pitch so good and so perfect but still have that little blemish there in that what seventh inning for him to you know not pick up the win after pitching so darn good for so darn long so mm -hmm. that's tough yeah they've both had games like that this this year you had yeah Kirby go out there and pitch what eight innings in Philly and then you had Logan yeah. have this one th this past week so you know if I'm looking for glass half full in both of those situations it just seems like this will hopefully be the constant out of them hey Rob Bradford here you guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story and one of the best stories is wasabi technology wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams including 20 major league baseball teams like the red Sox and nhl teams like the bruins and vancouver canucks even the liverpool football club is getting in on the wasabi action so why is wasabi the mvp well wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the amazons of the world are charging in fact wasabi is up to 80 percent less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from wasabi's ai enabled intelligent media storage wasabi air to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals data deletion and ransomware wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data wasabi another boston-based championship team yeah exactly were you glad to see julio be moved out of the uh top spot are you one of those guys that was not happy with him or would or are you one of those guys that likes to stay in the same order what were your thoughts on the new lineup here in the last game of the series well i liked it i liked the way it looked on paper um 
I, I'm not one of these freak out people that's like, we need to send him to the minors or we needed him to do this. Do I think, you know, Julio could have a day off or which he had because of his back or some sort of like, Hey, you know, we, we got to work back up to this. I think the, the change in the lineup, I don't want to call it a demotion, but I do feel like the leadoff hitter, there's a bigger added responsibility to it. You know, in traditional baseball or in uh, modern baseball right now, uh, especially where you're putting guys there specifically because you want them to get that extra AB. You can't have somebody hitting there, whether it's a superstar or anybody that's hitting 205. You know, that, that, that doesn't work. Not enough walks. It just doesn't work. You have the low on base percentage that that doesn't work. Um, does are the power numbers there? They're all right. You know, six home runs, not, not too great for 38 games, but also not bad uh, at all. I mean, a lot of, uh, for a power hitter, maybe that's not a lot right now, but you know, the, the good swings that have turned into hits have seemed to been the home runs from him. Um, and yeah, I like him down at six. This, yeah. His splits from this year compared to last year when he struggled last year, you know, in my opinion, he didn't really chase as much. He just kind of took, you know, the, the called strike that was outside and he just, you know, dealt with it this time around, you know, like I mentioned, his stats are very similar in these last two years, more home runs this year, but he's just chasing so much more. And I agree with you. Um, you know, yeah. why not take a little pressure off of him and send him yeah. down in the order a little bit to Jared Kelnick's uh, area where he started off. Yeah. And look, the, the six spots, a nice spot. You put him at six. Look who's hitting seventh. I mean, I assume what we saw today is what they're going to try for a little bit. You got JP who's been getting on base. Who's been knocking guys in. Who's uh, had a lot of two out hits. Um, you know, he gets a walk today. He gets some, you know, he gets on base. He gets a gets a good hit, knocks somebody in. Um, he does his job. Julio goes one for four. Nothing great. I mean, the problem with the Mariners so far this year, though, is you know, if the top guys aren't coming through, there's nobody really to pick them up. You know, we did have that instance, like you mentioned, in game two of the series where a couple of your guys lower in the lineup who don't play every day came through and got a couple hits and won you that game. But for the most part, there hasn't been a full team that's kind of had it going all at the same time. And, you know, hopefully they get that to click so they can, you know, squeak out a few more of these runs, you know, like the the Kirby one in Philly, the the Logan game in game one. I mean, it's just – that's heartbreaking to pitch that well and nothing to show for it. No. Yeah. It just – every time that happens, just like I feel like the ghost of – Felix I just Hernandez. feel like, yeah, Felix Hernandez, it goes, yeah, it just <laughs> goes across like the, I know he's still with us. I should say just the image of like, like if we, if we were like staring at a wall or a, like a mosaic picture and you're like, what do you see? What do you see with all these pitching and hitting performances? And you took all of the box scores and made a mosaic. It would just make a face of Felix. That, that's what's going on. <laughs> You know, and um, with Julio, I know he's going to be all right. 
and I know he's going to turn it on. I'm sure he's going to have a good second half of the season. And I'm saying second half where we've only played 38, but we we're we're almost a quarter of the way of the season. Yeah, at, a couple the, games at the, away from it. A series away. So what I am afraid for Julio and for the Mariners, and this also is part of the pressure on it. It's like we have the all-star game coming here. I mean, there's nobody that they could have penciled in that they thought on this team more than Julio Rodriguez, given also what he did in the home run derby last year. And I know we're not picking all-star all-star rosters right now, or we're not doing the votes right now, but it is it's not looking very strong for him to get in on the numbers and the merit that from this season. Uh, that could be proven different through popularity, but you also got guys like judge and you also got guys like trout. Um, I'm, I'm looking up the outfielders right now, Hanno. Um, and I'm going to look up some numbers. What are your thoughts on what I, what I said right there while I looked that up? There is no stat department today. No, I agree with you. Um, like I said, it's, it's good to know that Julio, is having about the same season as he did last year. So that's good news for him to possibly make the all-star team. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, is, you know, if he doesn't have as good a year as he hoped, I assume they'll want him to be the ambassador. Like they bring in, you know, the Albert Pujols, the Cabreras, you know, maybe not to be on the team or maybe to be on the team, but at least be involved and be the ambassador for the weekend of the all-star game, you know, and be in the Derby. So hopefully he gets to play in it. That's the ultimate goal. I mean, yeah. I, I still have a good feeling about that. It's still really early. And like I said, I just keep hope and faith because of his start last year in the first month of the season, he can get it turned around. I mean, right now you got guys like Hunter Rempro, 10 home runs, 26 yeah, ribbies. Yeah. You got Randy Rosarena. You got, Garcia yeah. on on Texas. Uh, you, you got guys too, like uh, Luke Rayleigh on Tampa Bay. Look what Tampa Bay is doing. Uh, you know, Luis Robert, better numbers. Trout's Trout, you know. Uh, and even on the state, you know, they got, as far as the ranking tier, they got Teoscar, obviously Jared Kelnick's above them. Then you got Josh Lowe, you know, hitting over 300. On Tampa Bay, you got Aaron's Judge. Uh, I mean, he's down here with like Max Kepler, Julio, Kyle Tucker. You know, uh, it's it's a tough it's a tough spot. Uh, not that that matters. It was just something that I was thinking about today, as uh, as I saw that the All Star Game is you know like sixty days away, and I'm like, oof, just on just on that end, it would be disappointing not to see him in the home run derby. And not to say that he's not going to be like, I do think he's going to snap out of this and snap out of this hard. I just hope he does it soon. Just for, for that, just, just personally as a fan of Julio. No, I, I get you. It's a good thing to think about, you know, and you know, it might be the case where he's some sort of supplemental pick because, you know, like I mentioned, uh, get a Seattle guy in here, but I mean, right now when you're thinking of all-stars for the Mariners, I mean, hitting wise, maybe JK, but yep. for the most part, it's starting pitching. Absolutely. Uh, I could see a, a situation where you got three starting pitchers 
and you got one or two bullpen guys, you know, like Mariners. I think when we were talking about, I can't remember what we were picking, how many people are maybe going to be on the all-star team, but it was around like a handful. Um, you're never going to really match what you did in uh, 2001. I mean, that would be hard. And we had a career, you know, year as far as wins. Mm-hmm. So that was incredible. Yeah, that's just something I was thinking about. Not to bring, every, not to, not to give everybody some some anxiety here. But we are going to Detroit. That's right. All the early games are back. You got to get up early on Sunday, especially to watch that game. Um, Detroit Tigers look 17 and 19 right now. Um, very similar to the Mar- the Mariners' uh, record. Uh, I wholeheartedly think the Mariners are a better team. Uh, if you look at Detroit, you know, they don't, their offense obviously doesn't jump out at you. At least you're not going to see Eduardo Rodriguez, especially with the Mariners not hitting right now. He seems to be lights out in his last couple uh, appearances. Um, you know, when you look at the Tigers lineup, to me, you know, you still got a Javi Baez. Um, Miguel Cabrera is still there, but this seems to be more of just like a victory lap for him, a safe year to do this. He doesn't even have a home run yet. Um, and then, you know, we do have a couple of people that I don't really know very well on this team. There's an Abanez. I know that's no relation to Raul. Uh, he seems to be hitting pretty good over in third base. Um, I know we're going to possibly see Matt Boyd this weekend, I believe, but what, what do you know, or what do you feel about this? A series in Detroit. Yeah, with uh, yeah, um, what his his name slipped my mind. The former Astros manager, uh, what is it, AJ Hinch? Yeah, AJ uh, Hinch. Yeah, I mean, I've always thought he was a pretty good manager, kind of a fall guy during the um, um, all the shenanigans with the mm-hmm. cheating scandal with uh, Houston. But I thought uh, he's a pretty good manager, and I think he's going to help Detroit along. They, you know, probably going to take a lot longer than most teams. But, uh, you know, they got the Javi Baezes that, you know, are hot and cold, hit or miss. But they got some young players. But, yeah, Matt Boyd, I really I really enjoyed him with the Mariners and what he did for him last year. So uh, uh, he'll always have a special. And we are going to see him. We are going to see him. We're going to see him Friday against uh, Marco. And then on Saturday. Yep. And on, uh, and on Saturday, we're going to see, we're going to have Bryce Miller back out there and we are going to be facing Alex Fiedo, who doesn't have a record at zero and zero 3.86. He's only got four and two thirds inning. He's only got four and two thirds innings this year. Not a lot to go off of. Uh, you know, right-hander. And then on Sunday for the closeout game, we are going to have Logan Gilbert back there out on the mound. Uh, on the other side, we're going to see a lefty. we got a lefty going, so you'll see Tom Murphy on Sunday. Uh, Joey Wentz. And Joey Wentz has an ERA of over six. So we got two guys with five plus ERAs out there on the mound. And we have somebody that we don't have enough data on right there. I would be very disappointed if the Mariners do not win this series, even though our records seem to be the same. Yeah. You want to, I mean, you want to get this series. Uh, you know, I looked at the upcoming road trip. We got Boston. They haven't had quite, quite the greatest of years, but they have a better record than us in the East. 
Um, and then, like you mentioned, Atlanta. So, yeah, what you know, last year we talked about what we want to see going into the road trip. Um, what are you, six and three? Yep. That's what I'd like, like to see. Not, nothing lower than that. Maybe five. I'd like four. to see six, five and four. I wouldn't be like highly disappointed, but I'm, I'm with you. They need, should take, they need to take care of business in Detroit and they need to take care of business in Boston. Cause once you get into Atlanta now, now it's a whole nother ball game again, you know? And yeah, I totally, I agree with you. The thing with Boston, you know how crazy games are back yeah. there in Fenway. I oh mean, yeah. It's, no game is ever out of reach. And it feels like the Mariners have played in some wild ones back there. Yeah, they have. Uh, you know, they got a nine game win, uh, nine game road trip. Yes, six and three, I would be happy. Five and four, I'd be like, all right. Four and five, I'd go. Well, there's there wasn't too much damage done. You know, yeah. also depending on what other people do in our division, because now. I know people want to go, it's early, but we are at the quarter point. This is where I'm starting to watch the other teams and wanting the other teams to lose with much more passion and much more focus than I was a month ago. We're, we're, we're going to be in the middle of May next week. I know. You're right. Quarter of the season, end of May, um, you know, before you know it, kind of, you know, the... Memorial Day weekend's kind of a reference point, um, you know, in another couple weeks. So, yeah. Yeah, you're usually around the 50. Right you're uh, usually at or past the 50 game mark, which seems to be, I think, safe to say after that, you can start seeing moves and you can start seeing teams that are possibly going to start to be sellers and uh, teams that are definitely going to be buying. That's going to be interesting, but yeah, I'd love to see them go six and three on this. And I think they are going to go six and three. I think we're going to see a sweep. I think we're going to see a series that we win two games to one. And I think we're going to see a series where we only get one out of three. So that'll give us six and three. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I agree with you. I think that's how it's going to turn out. You know, it's going to be a, a good start to the road trip. And Atlanta's a solid club. I think, don't they have the best record in baseball, maybe? I think so. Yeah. So, so and what's great is we're going to see Bryce Miller out there. It's going to be, you know, big test on the road, packed house, loud, great team, good offense. Yeah, and, you know, the little bit I've seen them, you know, like you mentioned in Oakland, it wasn't much of a crowd, but back here in Seattle, there was a good crowd, and mm -hmm. nothing seems to face that guy. It's really impressive. And, yeah, and, yes, he did have a big crowd at T-Mobile Park, but they were on his side. <laughs> that's that's the difference. Yeah. Uh, well, anyways, uh, we're running out of time here. I think we covered everything we needed to talk about. Uh, we will be back for sure on Monday morning, wrapping up the series in Detroit, talking a little bit about what's going to be going on in Fenway when the Mariners head into Boston. Um, yeah, uh, I feel kind of like how a lot of people feel. Feels like we should have um, been, you know, four and two, maybe five and one on, at, on this homestand, but splitting it you know the, there's not a lot of damage right there um we'll take it we've talked about all the things that we hope to see improve you know we'll, we'll it's 
it's baseball we'll see what happens here anyways uh thanks for liking tip that is my wrap up that is that was clearly thought out and written out and i read that off of teleprompter um anyways uh hannah you have anything else to add I wasn't ready for that. I still had to do some plugs. You know what? We'll save everybody the plugs today. You, you heard it at the beginning. Charge. <laughs>